Hello friends, good morning. It is after Easter and I have something wonderful to share with you today. If you're still drinking your morning coffee, join with me, grab a pen and paper, let's take some notes and let's learn more about what God's word says and how we can apply it to our lives today to walk encouraged and strengthened in our daily walk with Christ. Let us go to prayer. Father God, we just thank you for this day. Father, I pray for the listener that their ears would be open, their eyes would be open to hear and see what you would have them to see and hear today. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's alive. I thank you that it's living and that it's going to pierce our hearts, that we will be able to see truth and that we would be able to walk even more holy and blameless in your sight. Father, I thank you for the grace and mercy that you've given us today. I pray your peace upon us, Lord, and I pray peace upon those that are listening. Father God, we thank you for all that you've done for us, and we bless your holy name. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Excuse me, I'm still drinking my morning coffee, so um, bear with me. So yesterday I had the opportunity to paint, and it was a wonderful example. I learned a lot about priming and painting and the preparation of all of that. And I found that God was really trying to hone in on a specific topic. And as we've come off the end of a time of Easter and celebrating and remembering what Christ did on the cross for us, I really truly feel like that maybe this is also a time where we get back into that flow of daily life our jobs, our our daily task, being, you know, a businessman, a a woman in business, being a full-time mother at home, whatever it is that you've been called to do. Typically now would be the time where that excitement of remembering and being encouraged, having our eyes focused on Christ and what he accomplished on the cross, some of that excitement starts to dwindle down as we get back into the flow of the daily mundane. And I want to read a few verses of what happened after um, Christ arose from the grave. Um, This is just a really great illustration. And I'm reading out of Matthew. This is chapter 28, verse 11. And the backdrop is um, there's a conversation going on between some soldiers and, and a guard that has been put in place. And let's back up to verse 9. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Verse 11. Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them, his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, 
but some doubted. Wow. I'm going to continue reading verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and, and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So let's back up to verse 17. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Now, even after all of this took place, you know, Christ, he's been, you know, resurrected. He's up out from the grave. He is truly risen, yet some doubted. And I feel like today that could be easily applied to us in a sense where we're going about our daily lives. We encounter something we doubt. We have lack of faith. We have unbelief. Those things start to creep in into our lives. But I want to read a few things of what the Bible says the righteous are called to. I'm, I'm reading in Proverbs 10. <clears throat> there are some verses I'm going to pick out here. So Proverbs 10, 11, the mouth of the righteous is a well of life. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, verse 20. The lips of the righteous feed many, verse 21. Verse 16, I'm backing up a, a few. The labor of the righteous leads to life. Now those things, the mouth of the righteous is a well of life. The labor of the righteous leads to life. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The lips of the righteous feed many. Now, if we are called to walk righteous, then that is what we should be encouraged by. That the word of God is alive and it puts the standard where it needs to be. So what does that mean of us? That means we need to... If you would turn to Jude one twenty, but you beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. I feel like that could easily be applied to us today too, because you know I feel like over the years as a Christian body, we have become idled without knowing how to truly build ourselves up in our most holy faith. And oftentimes not even knowing how to pray in the Holy Spirit. And, and this is why I say that. This is a strong statement to say, because out of the conversations that I've had with a few people, one, some people don't even know what it is to pray in the Holy Spirit when it has clearly been illustrated to us that this was something that was very common for the disciples to do. This was a way where they had a holy language unto the Lord to pray to him. And I truly believe that that is one of the things that separate us. If we don't have the ability to pray and communicate with our Father, then it's almost assuming and questionable whether we are even in the faith 
Are we truly baptized by Holy Spirit and fire? And these are questions that we should be asking ourselves because, you know, we can't deny that the Word of God is power, right? It is power put in our hands. Because Hebrews 4, 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And what I learned yesterday about idleness was that when I began to paint and prime, I noticed that the latex primer did not have an odor. However, when I started to mix the semi-gloss paint, there was a separation of the oil. There was about an inch thick of oil layer at the top. And this paint needed to be stirred. It needed to be stirred and blended. So I stirred the paint for about 10 minutes until it looked normal and it was thoroughly blended. And then I began to pour into a, a paint container to be able to paint like so. And what I learned and felt like the Lord was really trying to help me see is that now is not the time to be idle. Now is not the time to sit back and, and be lazy and complacent. And here's the picture. When we sit too long, very similar to that paint bucket, the oil separates within us, preventing us from being who we are called to be. But when we stir ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, being encouraged daily, praying in the Holy Ghost, then that oil that is within us, within us, that oil deposit within us has an odor like that semi-gloss paint. And just like someone walked up to the house and stepped on my uh, back step as the door was open, I was painting here in the house, and someone said, wow, I can really smell that paint. That is the kind of response that we should get when we are out in the world and we are portraying Christ. Very similar to the semi-gloss paint that had an odor. It was very strong, very intoxicating. Now, what kind of like manner is it in the verse that says we are to be the salt of the earth? If the salt loses its flavor and fervor, how is it that we are to make a difference in the world? How is it that we stand apart for Christ? Think about that today and check that out in the Bible as you read in Jude where it says, stir yourself up in your most holy faith. I truly believe that you will be encouraged today. I'm so excited to share this with you. Write down a few, a few things in, in your life where you feel like you may have become complacent in. And know today that consistency is key in order to truly have a solid foundation on Christ. We have to read his word. It has to become alive to us. We have to continue to read and read and read with repetition because until you read with repetition, you will be in doubt. You will be confused, not knowing, not having revelation of what the word says and how it applies to you. This word holds the standard. And I truly believe that as you continue to read in repetition, it will become alive to you today. So don't stand back in idleness. Push yourself. Push yourself a little bit harder today to do the next best thing, to go the extra mile, to take the next step. And I know that you will see fulfillment in today.
Father God, we thank you for this, that we have had eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord, I pray that you would encourage those that are listening now to go about their day strengthened and encouraged with the peace, God, that rules our hearts even more so as time passes, that we are drawing closer to you. And we just know that you're just saturating us in your love, Father God. Hallelujah. We thank you for this day. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. God bless you. We love you. Talk to you soon.